Hello, everybody. It is your host, Senor Pi, and today I'm going to be talking to you about D&D. So, I have a family-slash-friends campaign that I run. It's got five people, and uh, we, we run every Sunday for around, like, one to five, I believe it is, so about four hours, so pretty good time. And uh, we're all pretty new to the game, uh, and I'm DMing. And so, uh, what they've done so far is, well, actually, it's an interesting story. Basically, uh, at first, there were two different parties. I was doing it with two different groups. Um, there was, they were each of three, but one one person was in both groups with different characters. And so, uh, we decided to join the groups up because they knew each other, and um. So yeah, we so we joined them up, and uh, that one person that was in between both of them created a brand new character, and the other two just kind of faded off into uh, faded out of existence. And so yeah, so the first group, uh, what they've done so far, or w- w- what what they did before they joined, uh, was they were in a tavern together, uh, and uh, they were just kind of like forced into a table because all the other tables were full. And so this guy comes up to them and is like, hey, you guys look like people who might uh, help, you know, maybe like adventurers or something. Um, some goblins raided my house and took all of my winter supplies. And if and if I don't get them back, I won't survive. I won't make it through winter. Um, and he, he says that he'll pay them 20 gold. Um, so they're like, okay, let's go do that. Um, so they're traveling along. And they run into some goblin scouts, which they beat pretty easily. Um, and they find a note written in goblin uh, that says, uh, West of the Claw, I believe is what it was. And the Claw is like a range of mountains. And so, um, and so they realized that they had to go west of the mountains. Um, so, yeah, so they started heading that direction. Also, uh, during that encounter, uh, they beat the goblins, and they were like kind of like searching them when the bush when the bushes rustled, and out stepped a goat. So one of them tamed it because because she she's a ranger. Uh, one of them tamed it, and I and I gave her inspiration for it because it was great. And uh, they only they only need three fourths rations every day because because of the goat milk. Um. So yeah, that that was a thing. Um, so then they kept continuing on, and they got to. They 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 went through the mountain range, uh, and got to, uh, this goblin base. And this was before I had like a book that showed me how goblin bases are usually set up. So basically, it was just like a big fort, you know, square, uh, with like uh wooden walls and stuff, and a big gate. And goblin sentries and stuff, and so, uh, so they're just so so uh, so they camp out there. Let's see, no. So then, they are trying to find like a place to hide for a while, and uh, they stumble upon a ditch, uh, where two people are sleeping, um, and that is the other party. And so what the other party had done so far was um they had been in a different town 
called uh, Willy Wind. Great name. Um, and so they had uh, helped that that town with some kobolds on the on the edges, who had been uh, stealing like dogs and cats and stuff to eat. Um, so they went and killed a whole bunch of kobolds and got the dogs and cats back. Um, but, uh, one of the dogs, uh, who one of the, the party members had, uh, happened to, uh, become friends with during this, uh, nobody claimed that dog. So he took it and, uh, now they have a dog. Uh, it, it's got wolf stats, but like less. So, so I, I just based off the wolf and made it less powerful. Um, but I might make, m- might make it more powerful once they've leveled up a bit. So, yeah. Um, anyways. Uh, so they got that. And then they, uh, asked people, like, asked around, like, here, like, like what else can we help with? Um, they, they watered some flowers. Um, and, uh, they went into the thieves' den because one of our characters is a rogue. Um, and uh they and the road got beaten up <laughs> and uh finally they've heard they so somebody told them that a town named Darvale uh was under siege by some goblins uh well under siege is a loose term basically uh the goblins came and raided it every uh, every week or so um and they said and so the, the, that person said you should go help them so they headed off to Darvale uh, and then, uh, and then headed to the goblin camp and, uh, they waited for like, for like nightfall and stuff and camped in a ditch. And that was where the other party ran into them. So now both of them are together, except they're not because the wizard from the, uh, party who originally, who originally came to get the winter supplies, uh, decides that he wants to be a rogue and wants to try and steal from a rogue. Uh, he fails miserably. They get into a bit of a scuffle and finally figured it, figured out thanks to the uh, fighter who realizes, oh, wait, we're, we're all on the same side. Uh, so now they're together. Um, and they decide to have the rogue go into the camp and see and see what's in there. Which I was not expecting. I was expecting that like, they'd like climb a tree, survey the area, and see what they can see. Uh, no, th- th- this guy he goes up to the wall, he climbs in, goes down in, uh, goes down into a cave, uh, comes back out, comes back over the wall, trips on top, it uh, 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 trips and scuffs his foot on top of the wall, alerting the goblin guards just then, and then barely escapes with his life. But only because he tripped at the last second. Like, the rest of it was perfect. <laughs> so that was crazy. Um, and, the, it, like, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Another thing was that uh, our, our uh, sorcerer, one of our, uh, well, we, we, have a, we have a sorcerer, a ranger, a fighter, a rogue, and a wizard. Um, and the party who defeated the kobolds is the rogue and the sorcerer and the party who uh who need, needs the, who was getting the winter supplies is the fighter the ranger and the wizard 
Um, so, so, uh, what was it? Oh, yeah. So, the sorcerer, while they were traveling to Darvale, uh, decided that he wanted to go into the woods. And I think he was, like, looking for herbs or something for his, uh, bag of, uh, for, for, like, his, uh, medicine bag or whatever. And, uh, and while he was searching, he found a yew tree, which is, in, in my world, uh, like a symbol of the god of nature. And so, um, he cut off a few branches to, so he'd be able to worship the god later, or whatever. Um, and then, or make bows out of it, I guess, if you wanted to. Um, but then, uh, but then he's like, okay, well, I hate this tree now, and used firebolt on it. Uh, he rolled for, uh, for, like, attack, and he crit, and so he rolled for damage, and basically he set this entire, like, this whole tree on fire, and this is the symbol of the god of nature, so I'm like, okay, in the distance you hear a storm brewing, um, and I save it until the worst possible moment, which was when they were running away from the goblin camp, um, he gets smited. And so, um, he drops to zero hit points and has to make, uh, death saving throws. And it ended up being that, uh, while he was making those, uh, our wizard had to, uh, and a few others prayed for him to the God of life who granted him his life. And (laughs) it was that close. Um, so yeah, that and the rogue barely escaped as well, because uh, he he had to drop down the wall and took a whole bunch of damage from that and stuff, and I think the fighter helped him out of that. But yeah, so so they made it away from that, um, and they headed back to Darvale to try and like get the city. Well, uh, I thought to try and get the city guard to help and uh stuff and stuff, and so. Uh, also because they, they, uh, they, oh yeah. Uh, during the same, oh yeah, I remembered the reason that the sorcerer, okay, so the sorcerer, when they went into the woods to, uh, and found the yew tree, they were trying to hide a dead body. Um, that dead body was the dead body of a merchant who had been traveling with his donkey and cart, and, uh, had met them along the road. And was very unfortunate to do uh, to do so because uh, they killed him and stole his stuff. So, um, so when they got to Darvale, they had to put the, that stuff in the stables because they wa- they didn't want to like bring it with them. And so they had to pay for that ahead of time, like pay for the amount of time ahead of time. Uh, but their time was running out, and so they had to re- they had to return for that as well. Um, so they all return, and they go talk to the city guard. Um, and while they're talking to the city guard, uh, they hear screams in the distance and like, uh, like sounds like things breaking and stuff. Uh, they rush out and find out that the goblins are invading. And so, uh, and so, basically, it's this big street, like maybe like twenty five feet wide. With alley, uh, like five feet alleyways leading off to the sides, and um, there's a hu- like a huge horde of goblins, and near the back end of it, um, 
and there uh there was the goblin boss surrounded by uh by a few uh, by zombies and so i was like okay well this is going to be a good fight and then what ended but what ended up happening was that um the wizard had magic missile and killed the goblin boss like as like one of the first deaths and so um so I was like, okay, well, I wanted this goblin thing to be over quickly, anyways. So I made uh, most of the goblins run, except for the stuff in the, uh, except for the ones in the front lines, um, and the zombies were still there. So the zombies are slowly moving towards the party, and the party is right up against this huge horde of uh, goblins. So uh, our rogue tried to uh, tried to climb up the side of the building to get onto the roof to have like a better vantage point. But, uh, failed and fell on the wizard. No. No. Th- there was some debate on that, because th- uh, they were trying to decide whether the wizard was going to cushion his fall or the wizard was going get, to get out of the way. I think the wizard got out of the way. Um, anyways, so, um, so yeah, our ranger, so, so our ranger is a dragonborn, and she has, uh, lightning breath, which... Uh, I hadn't accounted for, and so uh, she just mowed down enemies in like a straight line, and it was it was actually pretty great. Um, let's see, uh, and then yeah, yeah. So it, it was an interesting fight. Um, what else happened? Oh yeah, they had to fight the zombies. Oh yeah, so our rogue. Our rogue is the one that does like uh, stuff that's kind of like uh, like l- l- like more creative, and he had these flasks of oil, and um, a couple of our uh, l- like our ranger, let's see, no, our our, our uh, sorcerer could light things on fire, and so uh, he was like, well, can I throw this oil and have it splash all over them? And I'm like, you can try. And so, and so he's like, okay, I do. And I'm like, okay, make a range attack. Uh, he hits the range attack and it splashes over a whole bunch of goblins. The sorcerer puts those goblins on fire and yeah, so a lot of them are just kind of killed immediately, but some of them were killed later, but they had less hit points. So that was interesting. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. Um, the rogue had two flasks of oil. Now he had one because he used one. Um, and the zombies had just reached them. So the rogue decides, okay, I'm going to chuck uh, the uh, like another thing of uh, another flask of oil at the zombies. Because they, uh, they, they found out before that when the sorcerer attacked the zombies that they, uh, at least in my world, were, uh, were uh, l- l- like... Uh, Oh, to be, they were uh, they, they like like fire damage did a lot of damage to them. Um, so um, they defeated the zombies pretty quickly because of that because they set them on fire. Um, and during the rest of this, like the uh, fighter and the wizard and the uh the ranger, especially with her lightning breath, were just going to town on the on the other goblins. Um, so yeah, um, so they beat them pretty easily. Um, the town guard thanked them, uh, you know, a whole bunch of stuff like that. Um, and so then they're like, okay, 
well, we need to go uh, defeat the goblins who are left at the at the goblin camp because yeah, because uh, I, I I had said that you know this wasn't the full force and that some of them escaped. Um, and my thoughts were just like, okay, well now everybody's all all of the goblins have just kind of like left because they have no leader. Um, they're a broken group, and so. And so they get the, the entire town guard together and go marching out towards that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, you know, they, they all escaped, but okay, I'll, I'll let you guys do this. Um, and so they go marching out there, um, and I let them know that there weren't actually any goblins there. And so they head into the tunnel that the rogue went down earlier. Uh, and there's a branch in this tunnel. Uh, one way leads to where the goblins had been holding the zombies. Um, the other way leads to where, uh, let's see, it to like a treasure room for, for for the goblins. And so they went into the treasure room, found the winter supplies, found some money and gems and stuff, and then came back out and started heading back to the town Darvale. And uh, along the way, uh, one of the guards shouts out, I found something. And actually, uh, I, I, I left them on a cliffhanger there because that I ended uh, one, uh, one of our sessions right then. Um, so they had to wait an entire week for that one. Um, but then uh, we get back. We're all ready to go. And uh, they walk over. And they find out... Um, and they find out that this guard had found a door that was kind of hidden by rocks and stuff in the side of a cliff. And so they, uh, they unlock, they like unlock the door, um, and go in and I have them rule overall perception checks. And some of them notice that there are traps, uh, in this hallway. Um, so they avoid the traps and, uh, well, actually, um, so the first trap was a pitfall that was only on one side of the passage. It's a 10 foot wide passage and there was a trap door, uh, uh, like on five, uh, like on, uh, one side of the passage that if you stepped on it and then stepped forward, uh, a pit would open and you would fall. Um, uh, the other trap was dart traps and this one, uh, there was like a wire across the floor and they noticed it. And the thief using, or well, the rogue using the thief's tools, uh, or at least I think it was the thief's tools. He, he used something, and he cut the string uh, across the passage, and so, uh, and so it was less likely for them to, uh, to hit it. I still made them do dexterity checks because if they roll really bad, then you know they'd tri- they'd, they'd trip over it, and it would be interesting. Um. Like I think the second to last person to go over, uh, tripped it by accident, but made a good dexterity save and made it all the way through without getting hit. I think uh, I think they rolled a nat twenty, so <laughs> they made it through. Um, and the next person uh like moved it out of the way, and uh, so that they definitely wouldn't trip on it. Um, so yeah, um. So then they go into the into the first like main into the, like the first actual room, and uh, it's a it's kind of a library. It's got like books and stuff on on shelves on the sides. There's a chest near the door, 
and there's a uh, table that has like blueprints all over it. Like, uh, it's kind of weird. Um, and so their first thoughts are go look in the chest because you know they want to they want to get money and stuff. They want to loot. Uh, so they go over the chest and it turns out to be a mimic. And so they get into a fight, but most of them are out in the hall. There are only two of them in the actual uh, in the actual chamber at this point. And so, um, so, so, so it, it, it's, it, so, so it was a hard fight because the cramped quarters, uh, but they beat the mimic eventually. And yeah, so then they searched the room, they looked at the blueprints, um, and they, uh, they like, uh, they looked at the books and the books were, were interesting because, uh, they were mainly journals or things about like science and math that, and they didn't really understand any of them, especially the journals. Um, so they decided to go deeper into the into the dungeon, pretty much. And um, so there are two passages leading out of this room besides the one that they came in. And so they split up and each go through a different passage. And so one group, which is the uh. I believe it was the sorcerer, the ranger, and the wizard. They go through the left passage, and the rogue and the fighter and the and the rogue's dog, because the rogue is the one who got the dog. Um, they go through the right passage, and so both of them have corners that turn, uh, but one of them turns right. Uh, but the left, uh, the the passage on the left turns right, and the passage on the right turns left. Basically, they both re- lead in the same room. There were traps in there. Uh, the one, the, the passage on the left was like a flamethrower thing, and the passage on the right had like swinging axes, swinging axe blades. Um, but they made it through that, and they all got into like the main room, and uh, there was a little gnome in there, who uh, they became friends with. And this gnome is like he's an inventor. Uh, we'll we'll talk more about him later because I'm gonna talk at some point about like my plans for my D and D stuff. But basically, he's an inventor, and um, so he's like, "Can I show you some some of my stuff?" And so, or right now, the sorcerer, while they were at the the cobalt lair a while ago, had found uh blueprints like the ones that were on the table and uh and so this guy this gnome who's named jingeth uh he recognized it and it's like oh yeah this was stolen from me a while ago um and basically what it turns out to be is a thing that can uh tell the weather like what the weather is going to be the next day um and it's it it's not really magic, but it's not really like exact science either. It's just it's just kind of like a it, it's a mix of the two, um, and so, um, and so he's like, okay, I, I have one of these. I, I never use it because you know I'm always underground. So uh, I'll give it to you. Uh, come, come with me. And so they go into his storage room, and they're all in there. And then he's like, wait, there there uh, there weren't this many chests uh, chests a while ago. And then uh, I think three of the chests turned into mimics. And so they got into a fight um, and they beat them. Uh, well, let's see. 
And so they, they were all fighting. And um, Jingith goes down to the end of his storage room. And a chest starts to, one of the mimics starts to follow him. And uh, he's rummaging through a chest. And the sorcerer comes to try and help him. Uh, the rogue sends his dog to try and help him. And eventually what happens is they, they both try and deal damage. They, 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 like maybe they dealt a little bit. Uh, but what ended up happening was Jingith pulled a, uh, like the hilt of a sword. It was just the hilt of a sword out of his chest. Uh, presses a uh, like does a few things. Presses a button uh, on the hilt, and out springs a blade. Like like he made a collapsible sword, and he strikes at his chest, uh, makes a crit, and chops it in half. Uh, and he pr- so he pretty much wins the uh, l- 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 the battle. I mean, with that chest, anyways. Well, mimic, I should say. Um, so that was great. Um. So then after that, he gives them some money as a thanks. Uh, I think it was like 20 gold or something. He gave them 20 gold as a thanks. And, um, and, uh, and he gives them the weather thing, the, the weather compass, or we'll call it a weather compass. So yeah, that, that, so, you know, that, that was all good. They, they all leave, they're all talking to him, uh, but the rogue stays behind and I'm like, okay, what do you want to do? And he's like, I want to search all the chests. And I'm like, okay, you search every single one of them. You find a whole bunch of inventions that you don't understand. And he's like, uh, can I, can I use the sword? Like, is the sword usable? And I'm like the sword, uh, you don't know how to use it. It's got some weird stuff on it that besides just the button that, uh, that you don't understand. Um, and so he's like, okay, I don't want it. And I'm like, and so, uh, and, and then he goes like he goes, uh, and so and 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 then I'm like, okay, you also find um two silver and three copper, and you realize that he he gave everything he had to thank you guys because he was very grateful and he uh, needs friends and he's like, I steal the gold and everybody else at the table is like, why, dude? Like this guy is kind to us. This guy's our friend, and you're stealing from him. Like, he already gave you 20 gold, and, and the rogue's just kind of like, eh. Um, but while he's doing this, the party left through a secret through a secret exit, um, and they're waiting outside. And so he exits the storage room, gets into a long conversation with Jingith about, uh, what was it? Oh, I can't remember what it was, but it was great. Uh... I think I, I I might have the, uh, I might I might have the rogue on on a later episode and we can talk about it then, but then uh, so so then eventually it, so then somehow he he like uh, fools Jingith into thinking that he was just like looking for something or something like that, and uh, Jingith is like okay well they left through a secret exit it's out that way, and so uh, he leaves that way and they all head back to Darvale, um. And they get there as dusk is falling, and um, and as they're heading towards the inn, um, in like a square on the way, uh, uh there are some shepherds, uh, who are like, uh, who come up to them and are like, uh, "Help us! Help us! Uh, uh, our sheep keep getting stolen at a certain spot, and we're we're thinking that we, we might need some adventurers to help us here, um, and so and so." The party's like, uh, how much would you pay? 
and when would we do this? And they're like, let's see, I think they said that they'd pay, uh, I think it was like 15 gold. Uh, no, I think it was five gold per person. Um, and so, um, and so the party's like, okay, we'll do it tomorrow. And, uh, so the shepherd's like, thank you, thank you. Uh, so the party goes to sleep. Um, they wake up and they head out with the shepherds. And, um, so they get to this, like, area. And it's, uh, got, like, a waterfall coming down into a pool. And there's a stream coming out of the pool. And so, um, for some reason, (laughs) so... They go looking in the pool to try and find anything, and uh, there isn't anything there. Um, and then uh, me, as one of the shepherds, says, "Wow, you guys are really bad. You haven't even searched the area yet. Like, wouldn't you guys be better at searching the area than us, seeing as your adventures? But you haven't even done it." Um, to uh, so that kind of egged them into into uh, like searching the area, um, and so. They found out. They realized that there was an entrance to a cave behind, uh, behind the waterfall, and so they go in, and uh, and so they're all kind of behind the waterfall, and one of the shepherds insists on coming with them, and um, so they're like, okay, well, one of us should sneak through, sneak forward, and see what's going on, and so. Uh, one of the party was having a bit of a bad day, and so he was like, "I'll do it," even though uh, even though there's like a rogue and a ranger who would both be better better than me at stealth. I'm gonna do it. Um. So he 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 tries to he, he stealthily walks up, and I have him roll for stealth, and he rolls uh, a critical miss. So he trips over, like like flat on his face, and. Everybody in the room notices because uh, they, they heard talking up ahead of them. And so basically uh, there are three cult apprentices uh, who pull out daggers and advance on him. Uh, everybody else has turns before them because they rolled really bad initiative. And so um, everybody else comes charging in and uh, jumps over the prone body uh, of their, uh, fellow wizard, um, and, uh, they all, <laughs> uh, and they, they kill the cult apprentices, so, yeah, um, they, so they and then the sheep are in a room off the side of that room, uh, but there's another door leading to a different room, where they're, they're, they're where chanting can be heard, um, and so, they go into the room and find uh, a cult, a, a a cult doing their like chanting, and they have a sheep in the middle of like this uh, circle with like a star, you know, you know, like classic cult stuff. Um, and uh, so they finish their chanting, and this sheep turns into an imp. Like like they like they summoned an imp, and so they get into a fight with the cultists and the imp, but they take them out all really quickly, which I wasn't expecting. I was tr- I was gonna have like a uh, a fight that had like uh 
action dialogue and like had like actual tactics and stuff but no they they like they like beat up the, the people and uh the it, like <laughs> the the best thing that happened was one of the cultists uh went and like put a knife to uh to one of the party's throat but uh but the, but they didn't notice someone behind them uh, uh, like who got uh, who attacked them and knocked them and killed them um sorry i had a stretch uh so yeah um that that fight was over quick but let's see and so there was one more door that they hadn't gone through yet and that went into the uh, cult's storage room um so they were in there they were searching through it they found some money and stuff they found a dead pile of sheep that had been like failed attempts and uh but then uh, they also noticed that behind some barrels of wine uh no it was barrels of ale um, there was a secret door, and so through the secret door, or they hear a boom, like an explosive being lit off, and smoke comes pouring out, and so they all head, a couple of them head in to sneak to sneak through and see what happened, and so they find a lever with like a like a wire leading to, uh, what was probably an explosive but had been detonated. And blew a hole in the side of the cliff of the like area where the pond was and stuff. And so th- there were three shepherds in total, and one of them had come in with them, um, but two of them had stayed out there. And so those shepherds had caught the cultist that was running away, and uh, so now they have them. Uh, they have him as a hostage, and that's where we left off. So yeah, that's that's been the story so far. Um, Today we are going to be again um, playing D anD D, and I will have a segment in a second uh, that is also that is about what happens today. Um, and I might make videos in the future about uh, what I plan for the rest of the campaign, uh, but I might just kind of tell you guys as we go along. So, but yeah, so that that's what's happened in the campaign so far. I will keep you guys updated, and. Yeah, I'll see you in a little bit, because you guys will hear me in a second. Hey guys, just a few things before I let you guys get back to the rest of the podcast. Uh, first of all, I have a YouTube channel, and I'd be very appreciative if you guys go subscribe to it. It's called Senor Pi. Uh, you will have to sort by channel, uh, because there aren't very many subscribers, but I'm sure that'll change if you guys subscribe to it, uh, and it would be very appreciated. Um, I've only got one video on there right now, but I will be uploading more. Uh, I've got a big project that I'm working on that I'll share once I'm finished with it. And, uh, I might do some, like, uh, videos of showing all of my different, uh, DM notes for my, uh, Dunge- uh, Dungeons & Dragons campaign. So, if you guys would like to see stuff like that, go subscribe to my video, uh, comment on it, and, yeah, uh, I will see you guys later. Also... Before I forget, um, please make sure to uh, fo- it's like follow uh, my podcast and listen uh, and like leave a, l- a good review because that helps a lot and makes me feel a lot better. Uh, makes me feel like I'm actually doing something worthwhile instead of sitting in my computer sh- screen ta- talking to myself. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Um, 
but uh yeah so just uh follow follow my podcast uh leave a good review and yeah thank you and back to the rest of the episode Okay, welcome back, guys. It's been so long. Uh, anyways, so, yeah, I did D&D today, and it was uh, interesting, to say the least. <laughs> I had a plan uh, where they would interrogate the cultist, which they did. They would decide to go to the place that he suggested, which is where the... The, the cult is, uh, you know, like where the cult is. And then they would have encounters with devils along the way. And they did. But here's the thing. So the first encounter went well. Uh, I had them up against some uh, spine devils. Uh, spined devils. Or maybe one of the two. Uh, spine devils. Spined devils. I, I don't know. Um and an imp. So they beat them, but one of them almost died because the imp turned invisible and stabbed him in the back. So yeah. Um, uh, and then they kept traveling, and uh, they had another encounter, and I had all the, the encounters planned out beforehand so that they would all be fair and they would be able to get through them and stuff. But I got the second and third encounter switched up, and after the second encounter, they were supposed to level level up and then be powerful enough to beat the third and fourth encounters. But but they 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 fought the third one while well, well, before they leveled up. So that was interesting. Basically, I had uh, two chain devils approach them, uh, and they're fourth level. Like, the party is fourth level. Uh, And so, uh, I kind of uh, messed with the rules a little bit and forgot about some of the stuff on the page. So that all helped. And they beat them and leveled up. Uh, Just one level, but, you know, it was still like... Wow, I... Yeah, because... Yeah, it was interesting. If, If you guys know what I'm talking about... It's it, it's a big deal. Um, but yeah, so they leveled up. Uh, also, one of the party members couldn't make it today, so I had to play his character as an NPC. He, he was the fighter. So I had him go up, go and run up to the Chain Devil and do one-on-one combat with him. Uh, and he won, so that was pretty crazy. And then the rest of them, uh, the, the, like the rest of the party, like threw cr- chromatic orbs at uh, at the other one and beat him off. So, yeah. Um, it was an interesting game. Uh, also, next episode, probably, we'll have uh, some of my friends on it. We'll probably talk about D&D, uh, both like the campaign and just other stuff in general uh, about D&D, probably. Uh, but, yeah, so if, you, if you'd like to hear stuff from my friend's side and... Uh, here's some other people talking besides just me because my voice sucks. Uh, then uh, go check out the next episode uh, once it's uploaded, or if it already has, go check it out. And I will see you later. Uh, yeah. So, well, of course I've got to do this. 
Uh, please, if you liked my any of my episodes at all, uh, and if you can get over the fact that my voice sucks, uh, then please uh, consider following my podcast, leaving a good review on iTunes if that's what you're using. Uh, or, well, I guess it would be Apple Podcasting or whatever. But, yeah, um, whatever you're listening on, follow follow my podcast, leave a good review. Be, it'll be greatly appreciated. But, yeah, so thank you.